Introducing the Listener Support Program, feeling the future and quality of House of Barf. Dear loyal listeners, at the House of Barf, we strive to bring you the most engaging, informative, and entertaining content every day into the world of business, accounting, regulation, and finance. We strive to provide you with expert knowledge, practical tips, and thought-provoking discussions to help you excel in your financial endeavors. We are dedicated to fostering meaningful conversations, sharing valuable insights, and creating a community of like-minded individuals who are passionate about business, accounting, regulation, and finance. Producing high-quality content requires dedication, resources, and effort from a talented team of one, me, but in the future, you know, hopefully I'll have a team. That's why we are excited to introduce our listener support program. This initiative allows you, our cherished audience members, to play a pivotal role in shaping the future and the content and assuring House of Bar's sustainability. In the future, becoming a supporter, you'll be able to enjoy a range of exclusive benefits. Benefits that I'm hoping to be able to bring eventually, early access to episodes, um, access to episodes that are not, you know, public, uh, you know, that are not accessible to everyone, possibly even um, create better content. And then all those mistakes I make, maybe I'll put them in a separate episode. You'll be able to get some behind the scenes stuff um, uh, and other uh, exclusive um, um, things such as merchandise. Possibly I have, uh, you know, a children's book coming out, maybe able to offer that. Uh, your support goes directly towards enhancing the quality of our content, expanding our reach, our research and investing in new resources and technology to bring you even better experiences. Your contribution will help us continue to deliver thought-provoking discussions, captivating stories, and insightful... Inter- oh, no, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Um, may, in the future, may possibly interview someone. Uh, that will keep you engaged and inspired. Join me, us... In shaping the future of House of Barf by becoming a supporter today. Your generosity empowers us to keep our conversations alive and ensures that we can contribute to provide valuable content to audiences around the United States and hopefully in the future of the world. To support us, simply visit podcasters.spotify.com. Then you can get to House of Barf. Um, also, it is on Spotify and um support this podcast and become a supporter and choose a membership tier that aligns with your preferences every contribution no matter how small or how big makes a meaningful impact and is deeply appreciated thank you for being an essential part of our journey with your support we can reach new heights and create content that truly resonates with you our incredible listeners God bless. Happy listening. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Again, if you would like, you can visit podcasters.spotify.com backslash pod backslash show backslash Chan hyphen man seven. And you can go to support this podcast and become a supporter today. Thank you. You can also reach me at C287. 
gph at gmail.com. Thank you again. You have a wonderful day. God bless. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? It's Chairman House of Barf. How's everybody feeling? Uh, just, just had my little bit of breakfast. Wasn't much. Um, got me a glass of orange juice right now. And I can't even lie. It's approximately 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, December 6, 2023. I'm not just getting up. I've been up since about 2 a.m. this morning. Um, so, uh, very briefly, um, I've had some people uh, convince me into getting into uh, Forex trading. And Forex trading um, has... Like three sessions, I've written this stuff down. I've been taking notes. I'm, I'm teaching. I'm schooling myself in the world of forex. Didn't know shit about it probably a couple of weeks ago, and getting 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 pretty good, in my personal opinion. I wouldn't say anybody else would agree with that. Um, but yeah, with the sessions, I need to re clean up my notes. I put it on the whiteboard and starting to lose shit. So Tokyo is from, uh, this is Eastern Standard Time. Tokyo is from 7 p.m. to 4 a.m., similar to the U.S. securities market. I can't remember where it is, but Tokyo starts about that same time, 5, 6 p.m., right after the um, U.S. equities market. London starts around 2 a.m. to 11 a.m. Uh, yeah, that's that's at U.K. time. Um same thing with the U.S. securities market. It's, uh, yeah, I just know it's in the middle of the night, about 2 a.m., about, yeah, same thing. And then New York, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and that's about the same thing with um, uh, U.S. securities. I mean, besides extended hours and stuff like that, uh, you know, pre-market, I'm not the expert on that. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much the same time. Uh, as far as I know, it's about... 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to, uh, uh was it, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so, yeah, I've been, been up uh, studying this Forex. Um, um, you know, of course, um, checking out the Bloomberg. Uh, I have no notes, no nothing ready, prepared, anything. If, uh. If you know anything about the way I like to do it, I just like just I just turn on the mic and uh, go from there. Um, I do got to look up this term real quick. Uh, today they said uh, that they're going to present. Yesterday was jobs claims, and I think there was less job openings. Uh, was it uh, economics? Um, I'm telling you, what's crazy to me is how much. A part of the economy I am um, considering um, that like yo it's just life like it's crazy to me because normally I'm not like I would say I'm not so much a part of the economy like I'm looking at the economy and I'm like okay is that what people are doing but for a long time you know I didn't have children didn't have a spouse didn't have a house didn't have credit card debt, 
for years. I mean, I was living in, you know, my parents' basement, chilling, you know. And you know what's so crazy about that real quick? Let me see, economic calendar. For the longest, this is what's really pissing me off. I had, when when I talk about eligibility, what I'm talking about is like when you have the uh, requirements, whether it's how much money you have in your account or whether it's your knowledge, whatever it is, it's a whole lot of things. There were so many years in a row, years, probably a decade, I was eligible for everything. I'm talking about U.S. equities, bonds, uh, which usually come with equities, but uh, futures, forex. I would have the eligibility, not even use it. It's kind of like when you have a credit limit that you don't use. You got a $10,000 credit limit. You don't even use the credit card. Man, since I've been going broke or broker than normal, Man, I'm losing eligibility. It's just, it's been terrible. So I can't really maneuver. Like, like even, um, and seriously, this is the thing is, uh, I just saw, because um, I'm subscribed on YouTube to this guy named Invest With Henry or Uncle Henry or something. Literally, was already thinking about it, uh, uh, doing a credit spread on the video. Already thinking about it. Sort of, kind of already um was talking to one of my buddies about doing it and due to eligibility couldn't do the call spread shit like that and that shit is annoying you know what i'm saying uh just different things so many different things that uh and you know what uh it may be beneficial um you know i know it's beneficial to the broker but man it's such a headache when um you can't even get freaky and trade how you're trying to trade and whatnot, and you got to just stick with these basic strategies that are kicking your ass, but, you know, you're just like, whatever, I'll just, or not even kicking your ass on the other end. Um, Not saying we need to bring in a lot more money, but, you know, you're bringing in whatever, these small premiums, five, six dollar premiums, eight dollar premiums, eighty dollar premiums over the next 10 months, just ridiculous stuff, because uh, also with eligibility, you got to be able to get a lot of the um, one lot, which is 100 shares of the underlying. Um, but, yeah, I'm getting stuff pulled up. Um, so uh, the jobless claims oh, about being part of the economy. So, like, credit card debt rising. Me. Uh, people not trying to move out of their house. Because of the interest rates, and if I move out of this house, then I'm going to have to move into another house, and the interest rate is going to be crazy, and I'm going to have to keep that interest rate for a couple of years until I can refinance or sell the house or whatever. Um, uh, uh, job People who are jobless and job openings are shortening. Uh, I literally just had a, a fantastic phone call with a, a BD, a broker-dealer, and um, it was turned down, and... Honestly, I ain't going to lie. The dude sounded like he wanted to cry. I'm not even kidding. And I was like, dude. <laughs> he was like, Chad, man, this is some bullshit. And I'm like, yo, what's up, man? I mean, we're on the phone. Even before he told me we were sitting there talking for a little bit, he called me like a month ago. Um, we talked and um, had a great conversation. And then... Uh, I haven't heard from him. He told me he was going to call me around Thanksgiving. I said, okay, that would be cool. And I haven't heard from him until I think it was, what, yesterday? Uh, day before yesterday? And uh, he called me, and he's like, man, dog, 
Man, my bad, dog. And, uh, and he's a Caucasian guy, so he don't talk like that. But um, I was like, yo, what's up, man? He's like, yo, man, we went with another candidate. And I'm like, yo, it's all good, man. It's really all good. Like, seriously. The, no offense. The job was about an hour away. Um, my first year, uh, my salary was going to be approximately $60,000. Um, and then after my first year, it would have gave me the opportunity to go for uh, another role. Uh, and this first year would have just been trainings uh, to get me prepared to be a, a an advisor, financial advisor. Uh, and you gotta you gotta do it their way. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, more so financial planning. Um, you know, long term planning, retirement planning, uh, whatever. Uh, compared to another uh, BD, they may want more trades, not more trades, but um, they may have a different angle. Kind of like how with daycares, you got home care, you got the daycare, then you got a learning facility or whatever. With BDs, they're all not BDs. Some of them are wealth management firms where they have different strategies. Um, then you have other uh, companies who have maybe more they want you to bring in the big business. They want you to either be military or they want you to be like a celebrity, maybe an NBA basketball, retired NBA basketball player. Um, connections. They want your business, you know, so that's one way that you can go about it. Um, this one uh, in particular was a more, uh, they're beady. They're not, a, I mean, not saying they're beady, but they're, um, they're a broker. They're not more wealth management, but they do go down the right path, um, meaning that they're more so about planning, uh, you know, uh, long term, whatever. But you got the great platforms that you need to use for, you know, day to day trading, if you would like. Um, then you also have um, you have all the stuff that's accessible to you to do the trades, but that's not their their mo uh, their motto um so yeah but it was cool so you know i seen yesterday the jobs op the job openings are not available um oh on the other end i'll just apply for another role you know what i'm saying it's not a, you know, it's it's not a big deal at all i'll just apply for another role because i mean honestly um i mean to an extent i'm not trying to be funny he seemed a little bit more disappointed than I did, you know, and I'm in the worst situation of my life, honestly. I'm about to lose my house, um, I'm about to lose my car, uh, lost my spouse. Uh, it's, 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 it's the worst time of year for me, uh, but I was like, you know what, it's okay. Uh, and to give you kind of a little uh, insight on, again, it was, it was like an hour away from me. Uh, it's in this city uh, out here, it was in... Was it McLean or uh, Tyson's? It was in that area. So I actually would have been trading with or financial planning with some of the wealthiest people in the United States of America. Uh, the, um, the the that area is it's Northern Virginia. I can't. I don't know where it is. But there's a there's a nearby county not too far away, probably about forty five minutes away or something. Fairfax County. Those are. Your um, your wealthy people at Fairfax. I'm pretty sure if you are from Fairfax, you'd be like, Nah, man, I'm from Fairfax and I ain't wealthy. Yeah, we're not make over here making generalizations, uh, but 
uh, I believe for the most part, um, if I'm correct, one of the wealthiest counties. In, oh, man, what am I doing? Wait, let's just look it up. Um, what are the wealthiest counties in the United States of America? Okay, so they popped up. Fairfax County, Los Alamos County, and others. Okay, you you, you see all, um, like you heard it right there, uh, and Arlington, I didn't even know that was a county. I thought Arlington was a city, uh, but it's Arlington County. So right there, the top like, top like nine, two of them are in Northern Virginia. And then the other one is in, where's, I'm not, yeah, where was he? Is Loudoun County? Is that Virginia too? I ain't. So, like the top 11. Here, let me, here, I'll read you like the top 11. Oh my gosh. Top 20. Third, oh my gosh. I didn't even know this. The top, like, 20, not the, I'm just saying, in, in the top 20, like six of them, seven of them. Here, I'm going to read you like the top, top, whatever. Where's Williamson? Is that Virginia too? But that's probably Southern Virginia. No, that's in Texas. And where's King County? That's out there in Washington State. All right. Is there another Fairfax? Let me see. Okay. No, this is uh, Virginia. Okay. Okay. I don't know why they put Fairfax on there twice. I guess that's just how rich they are. They got two slots on the joint. All right. So real quick, just a couple of them. Okay. Loudoun County, Virginia. Fairfax County, that's Virginia. Los Alamos, that doesn't sound like it's Virginia. That sounds, yeah, that's Mexico. Um, Marin County, um, I don't even know. Where is that at? San Francisco. Uh, Hunterdon uh, County, uh, where you at? New Jersey, Morris County, uh, New York City, um, Arlington County, Virginia, uh, Somerset, Somerset County, uh, New Jersey, Santa Clara. Oh, I know that. That's California. Yeah. Uh, let's see, California, um, Nassau County, New York, Howard County, Maryland. Which is not, if you're not familiar, it's right there next to Virginia. Um, San Mateo, California. Uh, Douglas County, uh, Colorado. San Francisco, Colorado. Fourth, Fourth County, Santa Clara. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Georgia. I don't know why. Sorry, sorry. Georgia. Uh, Falls Church. I know where that's at. Virginia. Williamson, Tennessee, uh, Stafford, Virginia, Montgomery County, Maryland, damn, Calvert County, Maryland, Prince William County, Virginia. All right, I'm going to stop there. Goodness. So, if I was able to get the opportunity, uh, I said all that because if I was able to get the opportunity, which is all good. Um, to be working in McLean or, 
whatever, I would have had all those people um, as clients. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it would have been all good. It would have been all good. But see, the thing is, I wouldn't have came with the connections either. I would have been. And But the thing is, with this BD, they said that wasn't a big deal. They were like, yo, it's cool. You don't have to come with all your connections. Because their BD, they're like, yo, we got enough connections. Like, we're good. Um, your book of business is already going to be made for you. You know, I'm like, oh, shit. You, yo, you bring in more book of business. That that That's not even like congratulated. That's not like, you know, it's like, great job. Great job. You're bringing in the book of business. Uh, but we got a bunch of customers already over here. So all you need to do is basically go through their portfolios. Uh, and that that's what I really liked about the approach. It was more so go through their portfolios. And based on our products and services, kind of just see like, this is what I don't like about banks, right? Because banks, not all banks, okay? They have all these customers. And they have all these products and services. And they leave it up to you. You know, so you're sitting there. For 20, 30 years, put your money in a savings account. Think you're doing the right thing in America. The right fucking thing. I'm going to work. I'm paying my bills. I'm getting children. I'm buying a house. I just put up a new fence. I got a backsplash. And for some reason, you're just not getting ahead. You know, and it's not that you're not getting ahead. It's You're not optimizing or maximizing the, the, the I don't know, this dollar, this money. Like, I got a lot of money in my bank account, but I'm still kind of just average. I can take my family vacation. I can smoke a little cigarette or tobacco or something. I can drink some wine. I can eat some oxtail and a good amount of it, too. I don't have to just have three pieces of it. You know, like, I'm doing well, but it's just not optimizing. And what is it? And the banks could easily say, well, you've been sitting in a savings account for 18 years. You joined us 18 years ago when you were 18. Now you're 36. And yeah, you're making a lot of money, but man, your money is just sitting there not doing anything. Well, no, I don't want to be one of those investors, those stock market people with the bonds and the, and the stocks and the, you know, and I don't want to do all that. And the bank is like, oh, well, okay, you know. And what they're not telling you is, is that they go based off of a rule of 42 in customer value amongst several other things. I can't even imagine the amount of statistics and analytics that banks go into to figure out ways to take your money. I, sorry, our money, use it, give us what they give us and get away with it. And then default. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're literally stealing money, free money. You're stealing. Only thing I can think about is your fucking bitches and doing cocaine. It's the only thing I can think about. Because that's the only thing that you can spend millions and millions of dollars and quickly and not figure out where the money went. Somebody just got a new PS5. Little Timmy, he got a PS5. And somebody just got a deviated septum. That's where the money went. I'm not sure if that's a fact or not. I'm making this shit up. I don't have no research going on right now. I have nothing scripted. I'm just hopping in. So the banks want to figure out how to double their money, but also they want to play this game of customer value. So essentially, if you don't bring value to the organization, 
meaning that you don't cover. So for every customer, there's a maintenance. So for every customer, if you're not meeting your value, so let's say, for example, to cover your maintenance is approximately $50,000 a year. If you have $50,000 in your bank account, you're good. You're covering your value. Because we're taking that money, we're putting it to use, and we're going to give you your $50,000 back. And we can do this all year, every year. You're meeting your maintenance, you're cool. If you're not meeting your maintenance, you're going to start noticing fees and stuff and little things like that or somehow, some shape, some form, things got all misconstrued and this, that, and the third, blah, 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 blah. It's like you're playing with a, a, a game like Battleship. And they can see yours, but you can't see theirs. You know, so they're like, hey, might you have something on F5? And you're like, how would you know that? You know, so they got all of it. And you're just sitting there like, hey, uh, B9. And they're like, nope, miss. And you're like, what the hell's going on here? Man, trust me, I've been through it. Playing spades with people. You know what I'm saying? You know, they got, uh, you know codes or cars that are not straightened all the way and y'all got money on the game and seems like they got the jokers every single hand and next thing you know you get a little older and you're like this is what was going on next thing you're hip and you're doing it and for some reason it's just the way of the world i don't understand it right it's just now a second nature do not let those two people play together because they got something going on. Because they just keep winning. It's not because they're that damn good at spades. I mean, also, you got to think of probability and statistics. I mean, there's only 13 suits. And there's four people. So, if you have six spades in your hand, which would be an amazing hand. Um, unless it was just two, four, I mean, two, three, four, five, six or something. And then you just got a bunch of. Or unless you're playing. Yeah, the two is use, useful if you're playing. Uh, not, I mean, if you, unless you just have like three, four, five, six, seven, then it's like, ah, eh. I mean, you could make it run somehow. Uh, shit. You could figure out a way to make it run. Regardless, if you have like six spades in your hand, then that means there's seven spades out there. All right. You have the three, four, five, six, seven. Now, where are those two jokers? Where is that deuce? Where's that ace? And where's that king? Because they're just going to eat up all your spades and pretty much your hand is useless. Or you could play this game where you go for nil, all right? So you got a terrible hand. Maybe you got one queen, one king, and you got these six spades, but they ain't shit, all right? Maybe you can go for nil, which means you make zero books, and you get 100 points for it. You got to play the hand, right? Um, but essentially, yes. The banks, that's how they pretty much roll. So when you say things like, I don't want to be one of those investors or stocks and bonds and I don't want my money and all that. I just want to keep it in the bank. And it's like, for what reason? I, just because. You know, I, I, had, I had a wife or a husband or a cousin or a nephew that was into all that shit. And that's all they talked about and blah, 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 blah. And it pissed me off and it frustrated me. And it actually made me anti. And it's like, well, ma'am, sir. We hate to tell you, your money's being invested anyways. It's like, what? And how much am I getting for it? Well, you're getting 0.0000001% of it. And how long I've been with y'all? 
18 years. Now that is the bad part. But then it gets worse. Next thing you know, fees. You haven't checked on the account in seven years. You haven't even deposited a check in there in seven years. You totally forgot about the account. Next thing you know, you come, you say, you know what? I need to do something with that account. And they say, you look at the amount, you're like, yo, what happened to the money? Well, it was sitting there and we sent you a letter after seven years and told you that things were going to change and customers that didn't want to participate needed to fill out a form and you didn't fill out that form and we tried to reach out to you. Uh, Looks like our representative Cindy tried to reach out to you on this date and our other Travis tried to reach out to you on that date and no response. So y'all just started hitting me over the head with a $5 fee, $8 fee, this fee. I didn't respond fee for for like for like how many years? Like and you know, next thing you know, count is depleted. That's one of the worst spots. And then there's the government, the achievement. It gets worse. All right. So regardless with all that, it's just funny just all this stuff that goes on. Um, but definitely, this is not advice. Definitely reach out to your financial advisor, your tax advisor, your CPA. I definitely got my disclosure that I'm definitely going to start reading or putting it up on every episode. Um, but yeah, other than that, I want to definitely thank anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it with your mans. I appreciate it, man. I mean, and sweetheart, this is, this is true love, man. You know, I'm not looking... To have, you know, uh, my, my, uh, oh man, my, uh, Euro USD. I got the Euro being stronger than the USD right now and it's taking a lick. Um, it was doing well. It was doing well for a while. Uh, I have a trailing stop order and, um, I forget what it is when I lose. What is it? Um, Whatever, 50 cents or something, or uh, I can't remember. But I have the trailing stop in, so it's there. So it's getting closer and closer to my trailing stop. Uh, and that's just to go ahead and uh, take my losses and roll out. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, real quick. So, yeah, I've been working on this Forex. Uh, it's going crazy. It's going good. I'm enjoying it. Stuff is crazy. This stuff is insane. This is madness. This is madness. It's the penny stock market with volatility and liquidity. This is crazy. I don't understand why people would do this with their money. I mean, I would I would have a huge portfolio in Forex, uh, but I would have... So another thing I wrote down is there's 10 major... Uh, pairs. Um, let me see. Uh, Euro USD. Uh, here, I'm, I'm trying. The uh, the uh, Australian AUD versus the USD uh, United States dollar. Uh, if I'm correct, I'm not sure if these are the best pairs, the biggest pairs, whatever. Uh, Great Britain pound, U- uh, United States dollar, United States dollar on JPY. Uh, Euro against JPY USD versus uh, what's CHF. Uh, is that the check or what's CHF? Uh, let me see what CHF is. Sorry, currency. 
Uh, it's the Swiss franc. Okay. Um, or Swiss Francis. Um, what else? Uh, and then we had the USD Canadian dollar and the N NZD. Oh, goodness, got to do it again. NZD uh, currency is the uh, New Zealand dollar. Okay. And then um, Europe against the Great Great Britain pound and the Euro against the Canadian dollar. So with that, now the reason why I chose those pairs to work with right now is because I'm brand new to this. Again, about a week, I, I would say I've heard of Forex before. I remember this one guy. Um, he would show me these screenshots that his buddy was sending him because this guy, he knew I was trading stocks and whatnot. Um, actually, uh, this was, this is actually one of the times I was with the wealth management firm, but I wasn't doing shit. I was taking, uh, uh, administrative phone calls at this time, clerical phone calls, uh, you know, um, you need your address updated bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Um, so my guy would come over to me and be like, yo, my man keeps saying, and I remember he's like, I was like, dude. I told him, I was like, yo, that looks like currency, but I don't know shit about it, man. He's like, man, you might need to hop on this. Fast forward years later, right? I ain't really hear about currency for about four years. That guy, next thing, don't hear about it for four years. Come around. Uh, run into one of my old buddies. Uh, I wouldn't say one of my, um, I don't know. He's a good buddy. I wouldn't say one of my classiest buddies. Uh, uh, just, just regular dude, and he's trading forex, and he's telling me about it. Don't know shit about it, right? Don't know shit about it. Just, I'm like, man, I don't know, man, I don't know. So then, uh, another one of my buddies, one of my close buddies, um, um, started telling me about this forex, and that's when I sat down. And I was like, all right, let me listen. So it, that happened. That occurred about a couple weeks ago. And uh, I said, okay, all right, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to try to figure out this currency game. So I've been sitting down for about two weeks trying to learn this currency game. And I've been taking notes on pips and JPY pips. It's the second spot. And on the other ones, it's the fourth spot. Um, uh, a pip is a percentage point. And I'm trying to learn all this stuff. I'm trying to even learn the spreads, how much stuff costs. Why is there so much leverage? Uh, I'm trying to figure out all this stuff in a matter of a couple of weeks so I can trade with my buddy. So um, I funded my account just a little bit, just barely. Um, and I'm um, I'm 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 getting to understand the market. So you know, I'm dealing with like nano and like micro lots. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just kind of messing around with them. I've already lost probably 20% of the portfolio um, to be, let me see. Time out. Wait, give me a second. Yeah, 20, 20, about 21% of the portfolio. Um, I've already lost, but it's cool. Like dead ass. It's cool. This isn't a learning experience. Uh, so with studying Forex, one thing I realized is there, there's a whole lot of 
analytical, technical analysis individuals. And I'm like, whoa, 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 people. I, I can't do this. Uh, so real quick, let me, um, I was looking up ADP. Uh, ADP payroll, is it? Announcement. Um, and, and trust me, they, no, a lot of people have uh, um, a lot of fundamental other stuff. But like um, one thing I realized, there's a lot of technical analysis out there uh, when you're trying to learn this stuff, um, and uh, I'm like, yo, I just, I just, I gotta do a little, I gotta do a little deeper than this because this shit moves way too much and way too fast to just be basing my uh, analysis on uh, previous activities, which is a type of analysis. Uh, let me see real quick. What type of statistical analysis is when you base it on previous events? Bing.com. Predictive statistical analysis is a type of statistical analysis that analyzes data to derive past trends and predict future events on the basis of them. Okay. So this one, <laughs> that's one form of analytics. I'm not sure if you're able to hear that or not, but... Um, let me see real quick if I can. Uh, get them to. Oh, uh, yeah, my. Still haven't figured out my. Uh, my um, my read aloud tool. Uh, but yeah, predictive statistical analysis is a type of statistical analysis that analyzes data to derive. Uh, past trends and predict future events on the basis of them. So, you know, with with uh, the Forex, oh goodness, this Forex gets ridiculous. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Um, I can't just look at these charts and be like, oh, you know, based on this wick and this, uh, you know, drop down and this retracement and this squeeze and um, convergence with the divergence and the uh, standard moving um, uh, average and the price moving, the the thing should do this. Okay, great. So uh, what else do we got? Um, So for me, if I really want to work on this, I'm like, okay, let me figure because I don't know shit about what's going on in Europe right now. You know, like I have no idea what meetings they got. I got to get, I got to figure out a way to figure out. And I know there is because I think one of my boys said they had the website. Um, but I got to figure out um, how I can figure out everything that's going on. I guess it sounds ridiculous, but in the world. Um, <laughs> um, so AD, ADP, oh, I missed it. It was at 815. All right. So let me look at the ADP employment um, uh, report. Oh, gosh. These search engines, they take over your computer. Like I got Chrome search trying to take over, Yahoo search trying to take over. And I'm like, yo, I just want to use Google. You know, like I just like Google searching in, like pretty easy for me. Um, Bing, I, I like Bing, but it has its moments. 
Uh, I'm just going to use Google and then I'll use Bing next. Because uh, it has its moments. Um, Zoom. Introducing new pricing plans. Um, treasury yields fall. Who's this? Oh, some guy named Walter on X. Oh, okay. Seems like he has some pretty good information. Oh, where's this ADP report? Um, let's, I'm going to go to CNBC real quick. Because I don't even know what this means. What ADP uh, employment. Okay. All right, he's talking about the Magnificent Seven right now. What's the ADP employment? I'm sorry. So I tell y'all, I just do my research, and you feel free to ride with me or, okay, there's somebody on CNBC that's uh, says that they're going to talk about it real quick. Okay, let me look while there's an advertisement. Uh, private payrolls increased by 103,000 in November below expectations. So it increased 103,000, but that's below. So I guess, I guess, what is it? Was it? Oh, the estimate was about 128. Okay, okay, okay. Jeff Cox published Wednesday, December 6th, today at approximately 8.15 a.m., updated seven minutes ago. It's approximately 9.07 a.m. right now, Eastern Standard Time. All right, so let's hear what they got to say about this. Good morning, Becky. 103,000 uh, ADP suggesting that private payrolls rose by 103,000 across the United States. That's against an estimate of 128,000. They revised down a little bit to 106,000. Uh, the October report from 113,000. Looking at it by sector, uh, 14,000 down on goods, 117,000 up in services. And you can see that this is lighter, quite a bit lighter, as it has been over the last several months than the uh, estimate for non-farm payrolls for Friday, which will include government and the private sector. By business size, small uh, business up, stepping back a bit, just up 6,000, but medium and large size businesses doing pretty well, up 68, 33,000 respectively. By industry, some interesting developments here. Trade transporting utilities up 55,000, educational services up 44, that second cap, a stalwart, uh, but look at what happened to Leisure and Hospitality, down 7,000. That has been a major addition to employment over the last several months. It's the first decline that I can see for quite a while. Manufacturing also down uh, by 15,000. Um, and then this is interesting because of all the data. From Sorry. The industry, this is probably some of their conceived for quite a while. What happened to Leisure and Hospitality, down 7,000. That has been a major addition to employment over the last several months. It's the first decline that I can see for quite a while. Manufacturing also down uh, by 15,000. Um, and then this is interesting because of all the data from ABP, this is probably some of their best data that they have. Uh, it's the wage data and uh, job stayers 5.6%, that continues to go down and job changes 8.3%. Again, that continues to go down. Uh, Becky, uh, uh, this is overall, I think, what the Fed, what the market is looking for in this March or hope for uh, a slower economy that is not necessarily crashing. 100,000 is right in. 
Okay, so let me take a look at this real quick. Private payrolls grew to 130,000 workers in November, below the downward revised 106,000 in October and 128 Dow Jones estimate. Uh, after leading job creation for most of the pay period since COVID hit in early 2020, leisure and hospitality records, a loss of 7,000 jobs. Uh, so here I'm going to, you know, I'm going to sound completely, uh, you know, stupid, but hey, this is what we're doing. What does the ADP payrolls tell me? According to ADP, Payroll records, for example, typically include hours worked each day, total hours worked during the work week, the basis on which employee wages were paid, regular hourly pay rate, total overtime for the work week, date of payment in the period covered, and total wages paid each period. Okay. So the jobless the jobs numbers were down and the ADP is down. And what is this guy saying? What you did is looking to go down and job changes eight point three percent. Again, that continues to go down. Uh, Becky, uh, uh, this is overall, I think, what the Fed, what the market is looking for in this March or hope for uh, a slower economy that is not necessarily crashing. 100,000 is right in line with what you might expect given the uh, growth in the population, Becky. Okay. I guess he's just trading stocks on lives. <laughs> like This guy's like, oh, yeah, we're right in line. You know, uh, I got, you know, uh, a, a, a short put on, on mortgages, uh, you know, uh, like he, yeah, I mean, this guy, I mean, he, he must be a fantastic show. I mean, I know him, I see him every day, but man, I would have looked at those numbers and been like, I don't know if this is the way we want to go. Um, I mean, people without jobs, you know, that they just said less payroll numbers. Less less hours worked. I mean, I gotta see. Is there like a small business? Uh, U.S. productivity comes out at eight thirty. U.S. trade deficit. Let me see what this trade deficit is. U.S. trade deficit widens five percent to three month high of sixty four point three billion as U.S. exports decline. Marketwatch.com and advertisements pop up, and I can't read the rest. Okay, um, that's just a headline, you know. I don't, you know, U.S. productivity surged in the third quarter. Um, output per hour work rises five point two. So does that mean okay? So people, so there's less people working longer. If I'm getting that correct, um. Interest rates lower. Ain't nobody got no money to spend. It's going to be credit cards. So in that way, with the interest rates lower, more people may be pulling out loans and whatnot. Uh, I guess people would look at that as the U.S. dollar, you know, decreasing. Um, hmm. So when you look at information like that, um, if I was to run to the not cryptocurrency, the currency exchange, I don't know, man. I mean, look, I'm just gonna go ahead and put in this order short. So I got the Euro USD. I'm gonna put it in short. 
Let, let me see. What's going on? Let me see something real quick. What's going on in Europe's economy? Let's try this again. What's going on in Europe's economy? All right, I see something about uh, the New York Times. Uh, this was in October 2023. A slowdown in the broader global economy has not helped. Europe has been buffeted by cooler growth, especially in exports to China, the European Union's biggest trading partner. Countries like Germany that depend heavily on exports of goods from cars to ovens for economic so. Sounds it sounds like uh, Europe. I mean, that was just a headline or a little paragraph from um from uh uh the new york times I'm going to cnn.com uh, not saying these are the best sources in the world uh but europe's economy risk a recession after output falls in the third quarter uh this was updated last 9:46 a.m. uh eastern i forget what edt is uh October 31st, 2023. Here, real quick. Ugh. What is EDT time? Or, yes, uh, Eastern Daylight Time. Um, let me just see real quick. What's the difference between EDT and EST? Some people get confused between Eastern Standard Time and Eastern Daylight Time. To remember it correctly, Eastern Standard Time is when North Americans live with it during fall and winter, while EDT happens in spring and summer. Whoa. My bad. Didn't know that. All right. So, uh, so yeah, uh, Hannah uh, Zaidi, CNN. Uh, Europe's economy risk a recession after output falls in the third quarter. Uh, the euro area economy risk falling into a recession later this year after. So really, if I'm betting on the euro and the, I'm sorry, I, uh, inflation continues to ease and a more, here, let me go ahead and see if there's any way I can let you hear this a little bit. Give me one second. Figure something out. Why is it not talking? The 20 countries that use oh, the euro have 0.1% in the gross domestic, the euro, the euro, the euro, the, the euro area economy risks falling into recession later this year after official data Tuesday showed that output shrank slightly in the third quarter. 
Gross domestic product across the 20 countries that used the euro fell 0.1% in the July to September quarter, compared with the previous three months, according to an initial estimate published by Eurostat, the European Union's statistics office. The dip follows a rise of only 0.2% in the April to June quarter and highlights the fine line between contraction and growth in the eurozone. GDP was stagnant in the final three months of 2022 and the first quarter of this year. Okay, so based on this person, I don't even know much about what's going on. And I'm going to start paying attention. It, it comes on at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'll, I'll be up trying to listen. Uh, so there, it sounds like they're having a cooler year as well. So it doesn't sound like no, you know, uh, Europe is just going to crush USD. Sounds like we both kind of are similar and, you know, I guess you would just have to decide. Um, let me see what uh, currency exchange real quick. How do I determine whether I should exchange my currency in this, in my country, or in the other country? Okay. Uh, let me see. Oh, there's a bunch of people. I guess let's go to Western Union. I don't think I've ever used them as a source before. Um, here, let me try to figure out a, a way to so that y'all can read this with me. I know you have to determine because this, I mean, if I got to figure out how to exchange this currency, because essentially I'm going to be getting USD and um, buying um, a European or the euro. So I want to make sure I do it correctly. Um, all right. Here, one second. I just got to set this stuff up. Six tips on currency conversion for international travel. Understand what the exchange rate is. The exchange rate is the ratio between currencies from two different countries. For example, your home currency and the local currency of the place you are traveling to. If you are traveling from... Sorry, my bad. The U.S. to India, the exchange rate may be expressed as follows. $1.81.37 Indian rupees. This means that for every U.S. dollar you exchange, you'd receive 81.37 Indian rupees. It's important to keep an eye on how the exchange rate is moving so that you can exchange your money at the right time to get the best possible rate. Factor in currency conversion fees. Whenever you exchange one currency for another, there is a cost involved. This is known as the currency conversion fee and can vary considerably from one foreign exchange specialist to another. Check how much the fee is before you exchange your currency because this can have a huge impact on the amount you receive. By currency before you travel. When you are traveling to another country, you can exchange some of your money before you leave home. Doing so gives you time to shop around for the best rate. Plus, when you arrive, you won't have to immediately find a bank or currency exchange. Do some research ahead of time to see if U.S. dollars are widely accepted at places you plan to go to. This could minimize your need to exchange currency. Okay. 
So that I was kind of seeing, you know, uh, I just want to see something real quick. Um, I also talk about bringing some U.S. dollars with you. Um, what did she say? There was something she said. Um, I tell you, y'all just y'all just ride with me on this. Um, how to make sure I get the best currency exchange rate? According to the New York Times. Other experts recommend holding out for foreign cash until you arrive and can use a local ATM, where you will most likely get a better exchange rate. As with credit cards, if you're given the option, always choose to have a withdrawal debited in local currencies. Okay, it's time in the Wall Street Journal. But I know the Wall Street Journal always cuts off their articles. Um, how to get the best exchange rate. What I'm trying to figure out is... Uh, how do I make sure when I bring this, like, when I bring this money back, you know, when they, when I buy the euro, what am I getting? Because I got the USD. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't remember how much I got in USD. Let me see real quick. So, I have, I have, how much? I have approximately... Uh, and some of this money is leveraged as well. Approximately $4,000 in USD. So, when I give this, when I get the euro, I want this thing to be cheaper. But I got to figure out this exchange rate and everything. Um, and then also, I'm, I'm not sure if there's ways that I can like, Move the money around. I'm not sure how or how this works. Like, can I short this, but not necessarily have to buy the euro back? Can I like roll it where I can buy back another currency and short it against something else? I'm not sure how this all works. I'm still learning. Um, and I literally just got the question I was just about to ask. Um, oh, um, euro to USD. One euro equals one dollar and eight cents. Okay, so one dollar is one hundred and eight cents, and a euro is one. So I mean, one euro equals so it's 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 pretty close to a one to one. Uh, so I don't really have to care so much about that. I do. I need to make sure that I make ten cents more just right there on the on the on the exchange right there. So make sure I had that. Um, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Um, was there anything else I was working on? A uh, few other things real quick. So, um, working on the Forex. So as I was working with my buddy on his Forex, he was placing bracket trades and a lot of times I work on the thinkorswim platform. So I don't be knowing a whole lot how to do all this stuff. And they say, no, I was like, yo, I got to figure out how to do that. Cause I mean, that right there is crucial. You can put in your limit and your trailing stop or whatever it is at the same damn time. So I went finally to uh thinkorswim. I was looking around and I noticed that under trade, 
it, when you put your trade in, if you there's that advanced order, if you go to OCO or something, that means one cancels other. So, and there's a there's also a couple other ones. First trigger sequence, first triggers all, first triggers OCO, first trigger second OCO, first trigger third OCO pair. See, I don't know nothing about this. So, but I did get a little hip on OCO and first triggers OCO. So I'm going to start working on OCO, one cancels other, and first triggers OCO. So essentially, oh, and I also learned something else that was really cool of how to take, like one thing about an option is it was hard for me is, like I, I don't know how to measure this option, like where is it going and all that, like was it done in the previous history? So somebody I saw online said, you go to the option that you're trying to look at, this is on Thinkorswim platform. And you click copy and you take it to your chart and you click paste. And now you can literally, you know what I'm saying, watch what this uh, option has been doing on the last few days. You know what I'm saying? Like, just so you can kind of have a little bit of an analysis of what's going on with it. Other than for me, for the last few days, it's been, uh, you know, I was up this much and now i'm down this much and now i'm up this much and now i'm down this much uh when easily i could just go ahead and chart it you know along with the fundamental analysis and the trend analysis and the uh risk analysis and you, you have all those but sometimes it is just nice to do the technical analysis and look at the chart and like say like you know what i've been holding this contract for you know a week and it's a month-long contract and you do your risk profile, you're still in a really good spot, you're good, but you know, just looking at it, um, it looks like it's not going to go much lower. And it's cool if you're like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and continue to, uh, or it's not going to go much higher, whatever it is. Um, and you can make your decision on what you're going to do, whether you're going to continue to hold it, whether you're going to go ahead and let it go. And maybe, you know, who knows, do, sell another contract or whatever it is you want to do. But at least now I have like a chart that I can like observe and take a look at and kind of watch it. Um, looking at one of my contracts right now, it hit a crazy peak of 39 cents. You know what I'm saying? I got this contract at, uh, it's a short call. I got this contract at uh 25 cents is a short call so i make money when it goes down currently it's at 47 cents um so that's uh no here let me go let me make sure i'm on the right chart uh 39 shit it should be saying a high of 47 i don't think you got this right chief no there's a high uh, if i saw it correctly it's at 47 right now but I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, let me see. The high. They're saying the high is 39. I don't know if they got this correct. Uh, okay, let me. I'm just going to pick another contract real quick. Because uh, I got another one coming up on December 8th that I would like to take a look at. And I'm going to get ready to roll up out of here. Uh, because we got to get ready to create cut. Chaos uh, in the market. Um, but regardless, 
Yeah, I got the chart right here in front of me. It's all good. It's doing fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, I want to thank anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it with your mans. I appreciate it. Yo, I hope, you know, you're making them calls. I hope you're doing your thing. Um, feel free, if you get the opportunity, reach out. Here, I'll stay with y'all real quick on the line so y'all can at least uh, hear the market opening uh, before. I am thrilled to introduce you to an exciting new storybook journey that I believe will capture your imagination. Allow me to present Langston Mangston's Kulamate Stand Adventure, a compelling short story that promises to transport you to a world of interest, excitement, and learning. The title of the book is Langston Mangston's Kulamate Stand Adventure by Chandler Hayes. In a world of colorful imagination and captivating stories, a new children's book has emerged to empower our young minds with crucial life lessons, life skills, and financial literacy. Langston Mangston's Kulamate Stand Adventure is a cheering short story written by a talented black author who understands the importance of equipping our youth in the early stages of life with the tools they need to navigate the realm of money, savings, and smart choices. Meet Langston Mangston and his imaginary best friend, Zonky, a pink elephant, two curious souls who embark on an adventure around the vibrant landscape of Wichita, Kansas, where Langston Mangston sets out to accomplish multiple goals and is met with obstacles that he must overcome. Langston Mangston and Zonky discover valuable lessons of talking about finances in the home in order to gain knowledge. Langston Mangston, with a little bit of confidence, the guidance of supportive parents, the help of community members like Mr. Tiller, and his imaginary best friend Zonky, Langston Mangston learns about the value of money and how to save, the importance of making thoughtful spending decisions, the significance of thinking outside the box when met with challenges, with money, and the joys of sharing with others. Through relatable experiences and emerging and, and engaging storytelling, Young readers are introduced to the fundamental concepts of money, such as earning, saving, and spending responsibly. Langston Mangston set savings goals, teaching children the importance of planning for future needs and dreams. The book celebrates diversity and the different perspectives on money, shedding light on its role in different people's lives. The characters' interactions emphasize the joys of serving others, the gift of sharing, and making a positive impact in their community. The pages of Langston Mangston's Kulamated Stand Adventure come to life with vibrant illustrations. The colorful and imaginative visuals not only captivate young readers, but also enhance their understanding of complex financial concepts. Langston Mangston's Kulamated Stand Adventure is coming soon to bookstairs and online realtors it is a must-have addition to any child's library, fostering essential life skills while sparking the joy of reading. Empower the young minds in your life with the gift of financial literacy and imagination. Join Langston Mangston, Zonky, family, and friends on their extraordinary journey of running a drink stand to set them on the path of a brighter future. Your opinion means a great deal to me. I would be honored if you would consider exploring Langston Mangston's Kulamate Stand Adventure and sharing your thoughts, your feedback could play an invaluable role in shaping the future of this project. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to discuss the book further, 
please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Your support in spreading the word about Langston Manxon's Coolamate Stand Adventure would mean the world to me, and I deeply appreciate your consideration. I am a passionate advocate for financial literacy. Me, um, Chandler Hayes, um, and, and am excited to join the community of storytellers with a background in finances. I am driven to inspire children to embark on their own adventures of learning and discovery through the power of literature. Langston Mankson's Cool Amaze Stand Adventure is a heartfelt endeavor to promote financial literacy in a fun and accessible way. As a black author, I'm committed to providing children of all backgrounds with the tools for success, and I am proud to contribute to a more financially informed generation. Thank you for taking the time to explore this advertisement. And I look forward to the possibility of sharing this extraordinary literature adventure with you. Please feel free to contact me. Uh, you can reach me at the email c287gph at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Warmest regards. Have a great day. God bless. Yo, 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 my bad. I had my finger on the trigger. I guess I hit it or either it just cut off. I'm not sure. I think it just cut off. Uh, but yeah, that was it. Just wanted to uh, ring the bell with y'all. Thank y'all so much. I'm about to get ready to hop in here real quick. Do y'all want to, y'all want to, y'all just want to stay on the line real quick. I'll, I'll take a look at some of these trades real quick. I'm about to do um, here real quick. Uh, so real quick right now. I um, am looking at Paramount and uh, JetBlue. Uh, so uh, Paramount uh, last Friday, I can't remember the date. Here, let me see real quick. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Friday, February first, had a like a fantastic day. Um, here, I'll go ahead and pull it up. Uh, pull up the chart and uh, let y'all know what it did. Um, last twenty days. Let me go to February Friday, February first. Uh, right, uh, right here, uh, it, let me zoom in on this, it went from, uh, usually it'll tell me the low, what's the low, oh, goodness, I'm struggling right now, but, where was the open, February, February, all right, let me just go. Let me just do this kind of like 9. It was about 9 a.m., not 10 a.m. Uh, if I'm correct, I'm seeing 14, 14.39, something like that. And then, at the, if I'm correct, uh, around the end of the day, 4 p.m., it was at 16. But it looks like it got to a high of... Oh, in after hours. It did it in after hours. It got to a high of $18. You know, so it did that on Friday, December 1st. Went nuts. So it's been going nuts. Uh, but what's going on is, uh, with the going nuts, there was some news essentially that came out that, if I'm correct, that uh, Paramount and Apple may be coming up together for a streaming service. And um, I said bet. So I had this contract for December 8th. Sold it when it was down uh, probably around 14 or something, you know, 
Probably lower than that. Um, uh, for a 16 strike price, December 8th, this upcoming Friday. Well, that shit got crushed. Crushed. But luckily, I have this chart where I can see. Let me see. Uh, no, I don't want to look at December 8th. Yeah, is it December 8th? Yeah, December 8th. Uh, strike price 16. What is it? Trade price. What I got 15? 15.5? No, 5. Sorry, trade price 5. Right now it's at 15.5. 16. Essentially that's just 16. Um, Because you can't tra- you can't trade in increments like that. So let me go ahead and copy this. I'm go go to my chart. Man, my this is all over the place. It's bouncing up, bouncing down. All right, so I'm pulling this up. So when it was up there, and, and and at this time, I didn't even have the chart. I just found out about the chart this morning when I woke up around 2 o'clock in the morning and Googling random shit and trying to stay up on everything. So as I'm doing that, somebody shows me online. I can't even remember who it was. If I, if I can remember, uh, I'll be sure to make sure that they get credit. Um, ah, my bad. Um, shit, let me see if I can find them real quick. I just want to make sure people get their credit. Let's see, it was on YouTube. Mm. Let me see real quick. How to create stops and brackets, advanced orders, multi-profit targeting. I think it was that person. I think it was advanced orders. In today's video, we'll be discussing the many different advanced order types available within Thinkorswim, focusing on shares for. The next thing I'm going to do is come down here to the stop and change this from manual to trigger once again. I'm then going to come tickets fills first the other one is automatically canceled so it's imp- all right so i think it was short sh- short short the strike uh on youtube that was uh helping me go over ocos and um how to copy your option and put it in a chart so that you can actually watch it so i'm looking at my option and based on the chart i can see like what's going on like even if i was holding it I could see, like, and I would use risk profile as well, but I see, like, oh, over the last uh, 10 days or whatever, five days, however, on the hour chart, I mean, it was reaching a peak. It was reaching a peak. Now I'm looking, I'm like, oh, yeah, it was reaching a peak, and guess what? It's coming down from that peak. Or you could say that it's diverging. It's uh, it's uh, price is moving away from the moving average or whatever the moving average is, three days, nine days, whatever it is. Easily. Now, I do see the CCI's, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of churning, it's kind of creating a floor, but I got two days left, and the underlying stock, I mean, dude, sweetheart, it was at like, it was at like 15.96, you know, I got short price 16 this Friday, and right now it's at 15.47 approximately, it's 9.36 a.m. Eastern Eastern Standard Time. Uh, December 6, 2023. It's at 1547 approximately. 
Um, at one point, um, over the last couple of days, uh, let me see how much this contract 39 cents. Okay, this is a this, okay, this is December 8th. This is not the other one I was looking at. Uh, so got this contract December 8th, strike price 16, short call. Uh, at five cents. Currently, right now, it's at twelve cents. At one point, it was at thirty-nine cents. I was in the hole big, but I chilled. I didn't go crazy. Currently, right now, it's up on the day approximately. Uh, what's the day percentage? Uh, let me see. I gotta get all this stuff together. Let's see. Okay, but it's up on the day. Um. Yeah, let me see if I can see real quick. Profit loss day. Okay, there we go. All right, I'm pulling it up right now. All right, currently the December 8th contract on the day. I, I wanted to give out the percentage. I didn't want to give out like the dollar amount. Because, I mean, the dollar amount is... It's, it's important for some people, but... For, um, for people like me, it's not important. Like, what's the percentage? Because um, you can get wrapped up around the $5,000 and the $10,000. Let me see. Percentage change. Oh, okay. There it goes right there. All right. The percentage change. Oh, it, it doesn't say anything. Okay. I'm not sure how much has changed today. But, all right. As far as dollar amounts, it's went up $6 today. Um, again, I sold this contract for $5. Um, probably just going to let it expire worthless and collect the $5. Uh, I could put in a OCO order. Um, y'all want, y'all want to try to do that real quick? Uh, see if I can get this right. Let's see if I don't fuck it up. Um, so December 8th, straight price 16, sold it at five. It's currently at, uh, 10. And this would help out a whole lot for like, Let's for me personally, let's say you're not really trying to get assigned. Like you gotta pretend that you wanna get assigned, but you really don't wanna get assigned, and you really don't wanna lose a bunch of money, and you just wanna gain. Um, so I can just go ahead and put in and don't, you know, follow me on this or anything. This is not advice. So I'm gonna go to the advanced order, I'm gonna put in an OCO. So I'm gonna buy this not at no damn twelve dollars. Are you crazy? At one cent. I mean, at one dollar. Come on, man. If I get one dollar uh, before expiration, I'm going to put GTC, good till close. If I get one dollar before expiration, don't sell it. Like, come, come this. Why is it not letting me set the date? That shit has been getting on my nerves lately. Uh, but come this... Um, Friday, I probably will exit this order, and um, is Amazon dropping? Let me see something real quick. Not enough, because we like to talk a lot of other people when we're out here. Uh, David, we have to talk about Campbell Soup for a second. Okay. This is a stock that had, this is a company, stock's down 25%. Okay, he's talking about, why is he talking about Campbell Soup? About the GOP1s for a second, you know, they got a lot of snack foods. And the numbers are good. Uh, and I got a sleep class. He's turning it around. 
Uh, okay, just turning around. All right, so go ahead. I'm gonna sell that at one one dollar. I mean, I'm gonna buy it back. I'm sorry, because I sold it for five dollars. I mean, you know, five cents. Um, but it's a um, hundred contracts. Um, all right. Uh, and then I'm going to, this is on the Thinkorswim platform, so you don't have to do this on other platforms. There's so many other platforms that make shit so easier. The thing I realize about when platforms make shit easy, I get really concerned. Because it makes me feel like gamification, where they make it so user-friendly that people are not really understanding what they're doing. They're just more so doing it. So they put their loss in, stop loss in. They put their take profit in or whatever it is. Don't really know what they're doing, but they're securing their their gains. They're securing their losses. They're good, blah, blah, blah. The thing I like about stuff like the Thinkorswim platform or whatnot or other platforms, I'm starting to use this MetaTrader 4 and whatnot or MetaTrader 5. I like these platforms because they, they're not so much user-friendly, you know, and you really got to know what you're doing. You really got to learn what you're doing. You got to learn your craft and then... You're more so an expert on what you're doing, you know, understanding the spreads and the commissions and fees and everything and everything you got to cover and whatnot compared to just, you know, just playing a video game, just playing Call of Duty, you know. But let me go ahead. So what I'm going to do is um, create a duplicate order and I'm going to change this. So the limit is if it gets the one cent, buy this contract back. But I'm also going to put a stop in saying that, let me see. And this is what's dangerous because I'm already down. Okay. So I should have put this stop in at like, because this is the other thing. It's real quick, real quick. This is what's been kind of going on. All right. So you're trading. You have these good trades, right? here, $5 there, $8 there, $16 there, $20 there. Man, you're killing it. You end up getting yourself another lot. You know what I'm saying? You're good. So now you can sell another contract. So instead of just selling one $5 contract, now you can sell two $5 contracts. You can get $10, you know, for doing pretty much the same effort. There's more risk involved. But, you know, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing... Like, even on this, I should be able to buy a call, but my eligibility is fucked up, so I can just sell the call. I would love to go ahead and sell the call, then buy the call a little bit, a couple legs uh, under or whatever. No, I can't remember. Uh, Above, and, you know, just be covered just in case it shoots up, because that's what happens. You take a lunch break, you take a nap. Next thing you know, your stock went from $12 to $16. And you had a short call in at 16 or something. And you're just like, what the fuck just happened? And that's the last time I'm going to have jerk wings and rice and peas for lunch because it knocked me out. You know? And next thing you know, you're just like, man, I got to figure something out. Okay? Because, yes, I'm playing the game like I'm trying to get assigned. But at the end of the day, am I really trying to get assigned? Maybe, maybe not. So what I can go ahead and do is, and you gotta be you gotta be smart with these, because the next thing you know, you're gonna be setting these stops and limits so much that you're gonna be sitting there losing on every position because your stop 
It's going to keep getting triggered. Stop, triggered, stop, triggered. So you got to remember, you got to play this game like you really in control. Like I, ain't, I ain't scared to lose that stock at 75. Knowing damn well your cost base is at 125, and you got a short call in at 75. What will you think? You're not thinking. Okay? But I know what you're doing. You're playing hardball, and I like it. All right? So, you get that short call in at 75. What you going to do? You going to play it like you going to get rid of those shares at 75? You're going to put that stop in because you know it's going to get triggered. It's how this game is played. You got a short call on NVIDIA. You stupid. But you got to play the game hardball. You know, you know NVIDIA can shoot up to 1,000 tomorrow. But even if it does, are you scared to get assigned? Nah, because that was the plan the whole damn time. We ain't scared. We ain't never been scared. Only thing we fear is Jesus. And I'm sorry if I offended anybody. It seems like there's a whole culture of people who are trying to cancel Christianity or cancel God. But it, all we fear is God. All we fear is Jesus. That's it. That's all I fear. Okay? So we got to play this. Balls to the wall. I don't even know what that means. I just hear people say it. Gets the people going. Okay, so we could put the limit order in. We could put the stop in, okay, just in case it's starting to lose a little bit too much. And we're like, you know what? I never really intended to be in this. Let me go ahead and let it go, right? Because what can happen? You be sitting there, sleep, taking a nap. Smoking some whatever. Relaxing with your lady friend. She decided that she wanted to stop by on her lunch break. Or you wanted to go see her on hers. And they say, no, that happens. And easily you would have said, you know what? Because the thing that's crazy about these, these trades, is there any reason to really be down 500%? I know what you're like, 500%? That's crazy. Well, really, it's, whoa. Who's this person talking? I don't even know what's going on. Let me see something real quick. Somebody's talking. Crush an analyst recommendation. Analyst recommendations are moving things right now. Now, the city is a surprise to me because the trade rep. Okay, I don't know what's going on there. Um, I only got my Bloomberg up. Gotta get my Bloomberg up. Uh, but yeah, so. At the end of the day, as much as, I mean, cause seriously, some of these, look, I'm going to tell you on some of these stocks, they ain't moving years, years. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so so easily, you sell a call. You know what I'm saying? You got you got uh, un, your underlying cost basis, and, and I apologize. Cost basis is basically the average price that you got. It's just two sides to cost basis. One, you got your uh, cost basis on the buy side, or basically it's your average price. Uh, or I don't want to say buy side because you could be short as well. 
but it's the average cost of all your positions. So you, if you have 100 shares of something, um, or you're short of 100 shares of something, your cost basis is essentially the cost of every one of those 100 shares and the average, and that's your cost basis. Then on the other end, you have cost basis like HIFO, LIFO, uh, TRIFO. I'm kidding. There's no TRIFO. But those. Um, and uh, I'm talking about on the other end, your cost basis. So you got the underlying stock. Uh, for people like me, I, I can't trade an option unless I have the underlying because my eligibility is right now it's at zero to, I mean, it's garbage. So you get the underlying cost basis, 27, right? Drops down, 14. You're like, man, I'm going to go ahead and start selling short calls at like 16, 17. In the back of your head, there's this voice that says, you know that shit can go. And you're like, man, shut up. All right? It's not going to go. All right? I got this, fool. And they're like, all right. Can I get, can I get a little hit of that? You're like, go ahead. Get out of here. All right, so you put the cost base at 16. You know that shit not going to hit. This stock hasn't moved in two years. You had this stock when you were with your old girlfriend. You've just been holding on to it. The reason why you bought it was because you was buying so much gap for her kid. You said, man, I need to get some gap. I said, I'm, I'm at gap every other weekend getting some clothes for her baby. Whatever. So, stock hasn't moved in two years. So, you said, man, I can go ahead Sell a short call, 16. You know what I'm saying? It ain't going to move. Make sure you know you take a nap. One random Thursday, Friday. Oh, nobody trades on Friday, right? Nobody trades during the holidays, right? Wells, we got weight loss drugs going on. People losing weight. They need to go shopping. So who's popping? Lululemon, Gap, all these companies. Oh, shit. You're taking a nap. That turkey got you sleeping. Oh, shit. Black Friday sales are going crazy. Gap is popping. Ticket symbol GPS. Matter of fact, uh, I, I don't personally have any, but I know a few of my buddies have it. You know what I'm saying? So I just, full disclosure, I'm, I'm, I'm around the stock. Not me personally, but I watch it. Uh, so, yeah, um, just full disclosure. Um, so, what could have been approached? Limit order, of course. If this stock drops to a certain price before a certain time, I'm good with it. Other than that, I'll remove the limit and I'll just let the contract expire worthless. It's good. But what about the stop loss? Are you really trying to get rid of uh, this stock at that price? Are you really trying to do that? Well, if you're really not trying to do that, and I know you got to play this hardball game, maybe a stop loss wouldn't be too bad. You know? Just in case it gets to a dumbass price. Just a dumbass price. Something that you're just like, man, I'm not even willing to lose that amount of money for this contract at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, So then, you said it. The concern is that it will trigger your stop loss, contract executes, and then it comes shooting down. So that's why I want to be very hesitant with these stop losses. The limit orders don't bother me at all. You know what I'm saying? Because 
do what you want to do. You want to take my shares, take them. If 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 you don't reach your price, then I get to keep it. Um, so I'm very hesitant on the stops, but let me go ahead and check, take a look. Like how much am I willing to lose? And then set my stop there, and then maybe I'll just let it ride. And if it gets triggered, then it gets triggered. But at least, at least, I'm not going to have to get rid of these shares under my cost basis. So this information was so important. And I'm going to go in there and do some more advanced, um, advanced uh, option strategies. And then advanced, like, uh, OCO and trigger advanced uh, uh, order stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to work on that stuff. And then I'm going to also work on this Forex. Let's go ahead and take a look at the Euro USD. I shorted it. I did three micro lots. Uh, so let's we'll just take a quick look at it real quick. I don't understand why Chrome is popping up when I try to pull up my... It's doing okay. I'm down about six pips. I have a... Uh, I got a trailing stop uh, at... Uh, 20, 25 pips, you know what I'm saying? So essentially, um, if this thing goes up, cause it's a short, if it goes up 25 pips, the trailing stop is going to order, I mean, execute. And if it continues to drop, then, um, my trailing stop is just going to keep following it. Uh, 25 pips. Uh, yeah, just going to keep following it. And then, yeah, if it needs to execute, it needs to execute. So, all right. Uh, again, I want to thank anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it with your mans. I appreciate it. Uh, just a couple things real quick. Uh, just with strategies, there's no particular strategy that uh, is perfect uh, for anybody. Don't ever feel like anything I'm trying to say is just like, yo, this is what it is. Uh, we got to do this or anything. Uh, got to do your research. I'm right now, currently, I'm using uh, Invest with Henry. I'm using Black Girl Stocks. Uh, I'm finding other people. I have noticed when I do my analytical, uh, like, so I'm also trying to get better at like Excel and whatnot, trying to get better at, you know, algorithms and whatnot. Um, like, for example, with this currency exchange, I want to be able to, uh, I want to be able to follow this a little bit more. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but I want to be able to go a little bit more in depth with I know that my buddy was telling me about footprints, but like also I want to be able to put in numbers where I can say, okay, if if it goes here, you know, um, not so much risk analysis. I I, I want to know more. I want to know currency rate uh, exchange. I want my spread because essentially with this, you're paying the spread. Um, I want to be able to put numbers in, play with them and uh, shit pops up so I can say, okay. I want to get my stop loss here. I want to get my trailing stop here. Um, this is about how much we should make. This is about how much we should lose. Uh, and blah, blah, blah. And have it and just like in Excel, just changing like one number. So I want to work on that. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Uh, it's the goal. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure if I'll ever get there. But uh, that's something I, want to, uh, I really want to work on and get better at that. Um, and there's a few other things. So we're going to keep going. Uh, 
can't remember. I was about to say something else, but forget about it. Uh, thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by. I'm going to get into this. Uh, I'm Chairman. This house of barf. Blah! Introducing the Listener Support Program. Feeling the future and quality of House of Barf. Dear loyal listeners, at the House of Barf, we strive to bring you the most engaging, informative, and entertaining content every day into the world of business, accounting, regulation, and finance. We strive to provide you with expert knowledge, practical tips, and thought-provoking discussions to help you excel in your financial endeavors. We are dedicated to fostering meaningful conversations, sharing valuable insights, and creating a community of like-minded individuals who are passionate about business accounting, regulation, and finance. Producing high-quality content requires dedication, resources, and effort from a talented team of one, me, but in the future, you know, hopefully I'll have a team. That's why we are excited to introduce our listener support program. This initiative allows you, our cherished audience members, to play a pivotal role in shaping the future and the content and assuring House of Bar's sustainability. In the future, becoming a supporter, you'll be able to enjoy a range of exclusive benefits. Benefits that I'm hoping to be able to bring eventually, early access to episodes, um, access to episodes that are not, you know, public, uh, you know, that are not accessible to everyone, possibly even um, create better content. And then all those mistakes I make, maybe I'll put them in a separate episode. You'll be able to get some behind the scenes stuff um, uh, and other uh, exclusive um, um, things such as merchandise. Possibly I have, uh, you know, a children's book coming out, maybe able to offer that uh, your support goes directly towards enhancing the quality of our content, expanding our reach, our research and investing in new resources and technology to bring you even better experiences. Your contribution will help us continue to deliver thought-provoking discussions, captivating stories, and insightful inter... Oh, no, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Um, may, in the future, may possibly interview someone. Uh, that will keep you engaged and inspired. Join me, us... In shaping the future of House of Barf by becoming a supporter today. Your generosity empowers us to keep our conversations alive and ensures that we can contribute to provide valuable content to audiences around the United States and hopefully in the future of the world. To support us, simply visit podcasters.spotify.com. Then you can get to House of Barf. Um, also, it is on Spotify. And um, support this podcast and become a supporter and choose a membership tier that aligns with your preferences. Every contribution, no matter how small or how big, makes a meaningful impact and is deeply appreciated. Thank you for being an essential part of our journey. With your support, we can reach new heights and create content that truly resonates with you, our incredible listeners. God bless. Happy listening. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Again, if you would like, you can visit podcasters.spotify.com backslash pod backslash show 
backslash Chan hyphen man seven. And you can go to support this podcast and become a supporter today. Thank you. You can also reach me at C287GPH at gmail.com. Thank you again. You have a wonderful day. God bless.